0: Hey there, it's me, Jen, and you're listening to StarCast. StarCast is a blend of my work as an astrologer and as an emotional and soul health practitioner. Every week on StarCast, you're going to get the astrological insight that you need to navigate your way through life. This means I'm going to tell you where the planets are in the sky and what that means for us. I'm also going to incorporate timely, and relevant insights that not only help you understand what the planets have to say, but how to tend to the deepest challenges and struggles of your soul. What makes my astrological work unique is that I'm a sidereal astrologer. Basically there are two zodiacs that our world uses, the tropical zodiac and the sidereal zodiac. The tropical zodiac is the one introduced to us by Greece. This is the system that most American astrologers use, and the sidereal zodiac is the one given to us by India, and is most prominently used in India. There are some Western sidereal astrologers, meaning people in the Western world who use the Indian sidereal zodiac. I'm one of those people. Just know that all astrological references in this podcast will be interpreted through the sidereal zodiac and we'll be having a lot more conversations about what that actually means. I've been studying astrology since 2010. I've studied the tropical zodiac, the sidereal zodiac, shamanic astrology, evolutionary astrology, and more recently, I've studied archetypal astrology. I have a background as a shamanic arts practitioner, counselor, and I'm currently getting my master's degree in depth psychology. Okay, so don't forget to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You know how this goes, right? The more reviews you leave, the more people get to listen to StarCast. Once you leave me a review... Let me know by sending me a DM on Instagram at Jen Lee Antil, or by sending an email to Jen at jenantil.com. Once you leave me a review, make sure and let me know because I'm gonna send you 100 free journaling prompts to spark your inner transformation. All right, let's get into today's episode, and thanks for listening to Starcast. Welcome to another StarCast episode, my friends. Today is the episode of November 3rd, 2021. So we're going to look at the astrological forecast for the week. The thing that struck me the most when I was looking at the chart for this week was that according to the sidereal zodiac, we have four planets that are going to be sitting in Libra this week. We've got the sun, Mars, Mercury, and the Moon. So the cool thing about this week is that of course it's the new moon, and the new moon for sidereal astrologers is in the sign and constellation of Libra. So we're going to be talking about Libra today and what the archetype means and what it may be invoking in us this week. So when we have a you know four planet configuration in one constellation, that's a lot of energy in one constellation. And it's all the personal planets, right? Sun, Mars, Mercury, and Moon. They're all these really personal, intimate planets to us that really impact the personal cycles of our world and who we are, our intimate relationships, the way we feel about ourselves, our identity, our sense of safety and belonging. Like these are really personal planets to us. So when we look at all of them being in the constellation of Libra, what does this mean? So, Libra is about a couple of things. It's about, most of all, it's about relationship and interconnectivity. It's about the way that we impact one another. It's about acknowledging that we are connected, that we are related, that we are interdependent on each other. It's also about what we value, what we hold really dear, what we say, like, I cherish this, I adore this, I value this. Libra invites us into that. And the way that I look at the archetype of Libra is that it is ruled by the planet Venus. Venus, to me, and my understanding and my experience of Venus, is all about those things that I just said. Connection, love, intimacy, relationship, beauty, what we value, what we hold dear and beauty in terms of things that we get a lot of pleasure out things that we think are really beautiful like the ways that we kind of adorn and pleasure ourselves with food with textures with you know clothes with fabrics with luxurious items with art right things like this that we just like look around us and we're like god these things are so beautiful they hold value to me they're not just meaningless possessions but they really are here in my environment because they evoke a certain symbolic meaning for me i feel certain ways when i look at the things that are around me i feel certain ways when i get to sit or lay or stand on the things around me, right? Like things in my environment matter. And so then Venus also says like I deeply value relationship. I deeply value you. I deeply value our connection together. I deeply value the way that you impact me. And so we have a lot of this kind of energy going on this week. Okay, so two questions for you. Do you see things around you in your immediate environment that you really value? do you allow yourself to like have those things around you to look around you and say like, the things that I surround myself with hold beauty to me. And that doesn't matter what they are, right? It could be um, a cow skull on the wall, or it could be an incredibly beautiful tapestry, or it could be a wall that you paint black, right? It really doesn't matter. It's just that do the things that you surround yourself with, do they hold value and beauty for you? Do you allow that for yourself? Do you allow that kind of enjoyment and pleasure? And number two, what kind of relationships and what kind of connections do you really value and do you really, really hold dear and do you really need? Okay, so here's the thing about the archetype of Libra is that this is the realm of relationships. right? This is the realm of our intimate relationships with really close people in our lives. This is a really important realm for us on the planet, and it's also a realm that many of us have a lot of problems with, right? We have a lot of challenges and struggles in our relationships. We have a lot of things that come up because we are relational beings. We are beings who came into this world needing to be attached, needing to have attachments needing to have our needs met by our caregivers, by our caretakers. We are relational beings. So I want to talk about this idea of relationship and interconnectivity and attachment. And being a woman who lives in the United States of America, in this Euro-American culture, there's often a belief that and and this is a belief that runs, I think, pretty strongly or predominantly in female circles, in coaching circles, in um, women's groups. And I can't necessarily speak as much from the male perspective because I don't spend as much time with men. I'm not a man and I just have more experience in, um, you know, circles where there are women present. But there is a big narrative here about in order to be a quote-unquote healthy woman, in order to be a woman who is standing in her power, and I need to be autonomous, I need to be independent, and I need to be okay being on my own. And I think in this belief is an inherent belief, and maybe perhaps even a, a really unconscious belief, that there's something broken in us, there's something not whole, there's something unhealthy in us, If we are inherently dependent on other people, there may be even something in us that says danger, danger, danger. Those people are eventually going to go away, either by death, either by circumstance, divorce, separation, betrayal, heartbreak. And I need to prepare myself for that inevitable outcome. I need to prepare myself that at some point I'm going to have to stand on my own two feet. And in order to prepare for that, so that I'm not taken off guard, so that I'm not surprised or shocked or taken aback, I need to start doing that prep work now. I need to make sure that I'm going to be okay, that I'm going to be able to stay balanced and resilient and tenacious if and when I'm going to have to be on my own. And while I think this is a noble effort of the American woman, And it makes sense. I also think that it's deeply rooted in suffering and pain. We really have to pull back, I think, and look at the bigger lens that this way of thinking comes from, right? It comes from a belief that independence and autonomy is more highly valued and honored than relationship and interconnection and reliance on another person. So we're coming, we're looking at it from a different value system, right? It depends on Culturally, what value system we were raised in, um, the value system of our family, the value system of our lineage, right? Like in the Euro-American world and culture, the value system of independence is very highly regarded at this point in time, at this moment in time. Does that value system align with me or does it not align with me? And either answer is is completely fine. I just want us to take a moment to to question this value system, to question this belief system, because it inherently makes us ask the question a lot of the times of am I being codependent and am I making this decision for me or am I making this decision for another person? And I think in this Euro-American culture, we really want to separate ourselves from any decision that we make that's inherently, quote unquote, not for ourselves, or like, we want that motivation to come from an internal place, we want to say, I am completely internally motivated, and nobody else except for me impacts my decisions. And I think that that can be, it can be a really dangerous way of thinking, because it really alienates us from our need, our hunger, our desire to be connected to one another to be deeply connected, attached, valued, loved, and to feel that we belong on some really deep, soulful, archetypal level. So one of the shadow sides of this Libra archetype is being quote-unquote codependent, right? And that word gets thrown around so much in the healing circles and the healing realms in our culture. And I hear it a lot in my practice with my clients. You know, I don't want to be codependent. I think I might be codependent. What if I'm codependent? You know, what does this mean? You know, I want to do everything I can to heal from my codependency. So this question is actually a lot more complex than I think we are understanding it to be. You know, the root of this question lives in the fact that all of us come into this world needing to be attached, right? We need to be attached to our mothers. We need to be attached to our caregivers. We need to be attached to competent adults in our life. We depend on them for everything. We come into this world with that need. And when those attachments get broken or severed, or we're not able to depend on the adults in our lives in the way that we need to, depending on our unique constitution and soul, then those attachments create real problems for us in our relationships moving forward. So relationships are this incredible, incredible, if not, I would say the most important you know, foundational piece of our life on this planet. And so for us to think that we can remove ourselves from being related or learn how to be related while not being codependent, to me, it's a bit of a puzzle. It's a bit of a mystery, because we come into this world needing to be dependent on other people. It's how we form the basis of our connections and relationship style on this planet. We need to be depending on, reliant upon, trusting on the adults in our lives. It sets us up for our style of dependence and trust later on in life. So for me, thinking that we can remove ourselves from that equation entirely is is really a false premise. It really sets us up to feel like we're failing. So when I talk about codependence, you know, in let's say maybe the negative way that we mean it in our culture, I think what people mean by it and maybe what I mean by it also is where I am no longer able to voice my own needs, Or do what's right for me or stay in alignment with myself because I'm so afraid of losing people in my life. I'm so afraid of losing connection and losing attachment that I will do whatever it takes, even if those things are harmful to me, to stay in that connection. And when we hear that, you know, I think maybe our like Euro-American reaction is to be like, ugh, like yeah, yikes, you know, like get out, you know, like get away from that relationship. It's toxic. It's harmful. It's, it's the worst for you. You know, like, yeah, like power up girl and like do your thing and like be strong and like find your autonomy. But I want to be really, really tender here. And that when we ask people to detach from relationships that are really harmful for them, that are really toxic for them, From an outside perspective we're asking them to detach from something much 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 bigger than that right we're asking them to detach from the basis of love and belonging that lives inside all of us as a deep deep hunger and a deep deep need we're asking ourselves to rise above this primal primal need for attachment and belonging and love and safety and adoration and connection and I do believe it is the most powerful force on the planet. And there are all kinds of reasons and traumas and histories and narratives about why people stay in certain relationships, why people stay connected. And I think there comes this place for us where we want to blanketly you know, state that people should be related in a way that's quote unquote empowered, healthy, strong, resilient, autonomous, and independent. And I just want us to maybe entertain the awareness that this is a really Euro-American viewpoint that highlights independence at the cost of our deep primal need to be connected and attached. Even if those connections and attachments look messy Right, even if those connections are, and attachments are quote unquote trauma based, right? We have an obsession in our culture at this moment in time, at this moment in history, of being doing things so that we can say we, we're healthy, we're whole, we're healed. But I think on some level, we miss the suffering and we miss the pain that drives those attachments, that drives those connections. And we say, let's just get rid of the attachment. Let's just get rid of the connection. Then you'll be empowered. But we don't meet and address the suffering and the pain and the longing and the need underneath what's driving that attachment. So it's not enough for us to just tell women, to tell men to, you know, be strong and courageous and independent and get out of, you know, the relationship where you're quote unquote codependent. But what's the need? What's the suffering? What's the pain? What's the need underneath that connection? How do we meet that? How do we tend to that hunger that lives in us, that primal need, that primal desire? Rather than people feeling bad or guilty or less than for not being able to get out of relationships, that perhaps maybe don't serve them or perhaps aren't great for them or perhaps, you know, have some level of toxicity to them, rather than them feeling guilty for not being able to leave those? What if we tended to the suffering and the pain and the longing and the need that lived underneath that first? And then the behaviors, the choices, the exterior circumstances would begin to shift, would begin to change. Once we tended as a culture, as a community, as friends, as siblings, as parents to the deep need that lived underneath that attachment, that those relationships and those attachments are behavioral outcomes of a much, much deeper need. So when I hear people, you know, say like, I'm codependent. I'm, I'm feeling codependent. I want to stop being codependent. My sister's in a codependent relationship. You know, my best friend is so codependent. What I want to invite us to maybe question or stop doing as a culture is to really look at the needs that underlie those attachments and connections and to start thinking differently about them, to start having compassion for those, to start understanding that we are all on some level, on a deep, huge core level, only searching for love and connection. It drives all of us every day, all day long. And that need deserves incredible compassion and tenderness and understanding. And if we try to pull back the curtain and look into that need, I wonder if it would change our obsession with codependency in this culture and that all of us must feel attached, must feel connected, and must feel like we belong in order to keep going, in order to keep moving forward every day. If we feel isolated, if we feel disconnected, if we feel hopeless, if we feel unlovable, we will be deeply, deeply soulfully sick in ourselves. And so when we look at the astrology, right, when we look at the astrology for this week, right, these themes are really up. So when we look at the astrology for this week, right, with all of this emphasis on Libra, with the new moon in Libra, I invite you to just think about if you've been hard on yourself in any way, about the way that you are quote unquote codependent or attached or connected or unable to let go of something or you know i want you to just think about if you've been really hard on yourself about that in thinking that you should be living up to some standard of independence and autonomy that you're just not able to live up to that you just you're like man if i could only live up to that then i know i would really have made it i've re- i really I would really be something special in this culture if I could only live up to that. And I I just keep failing at it. I'm just not living up to it. And it's not because you're a failure. It's just not. It's not because you're not strong enough. It's not because you're not resilient enough. It's not because you're not powerful enough. It's because you need love. And you need attachment. And you need connection. It is as simple as that. And yeah, there are tools... And yeah, there are skills and yeah, there are ways where we can all learn to be related in ways that serve us more deeply. We can open our hearts more. We can learn to love more. We can learn about when, you, when I need space and when I need connection. And we can learn about autonomy and power. We can learn about all those things. But at the end of the day, if you're being hard on yourself about being too codependent, it's not because you're not strong enough. It's not because you're weak. It's because you need love. And most likely, you didn't get the love that you needed, and you're trying to get it now, in any way that you know how. And that's human. And that's completely understandable and valid. And so instead of us judging ourselves and being so deeply critical about this part of our lives, I want us to take a deep breath together. And just know that this primal force of connection will always drive us. And we need it deeply. And we can begin to understand the way that connection and attachment works uniquely. And particularly in us individually, we can begin to understand and get curious about it. Instead of thinking that we have to live up to this Isolated standard of independence and individualization, which is an incredibly Euro-American concept. I want us to give ourselves a lot of space here, a lot of understanding. Because I've never met a person who doesn't have trauma and wounding around relationship, around connection in their life. And this is a place where we have to be incredibly tender and understanding of ourselves. What if there was no standard to live up to? What if we were all just messily, humanly finding our way toward love and connection and belonging? So as you come into the new moon this week, which happens on November 4th on Thursday, the new moon in Libra, I invite you to just sit with this and to... Perhaps let go of any harshness or judgment or criticism that you've been putting on yourself about your quote unquote lack of independence or your need for other people or your need for validation or your need for love or your need for connection or dependence or safety. That these are really, really human needs. And it's unfair that we live in a culture at this moment in time that demonizes those needs. I want us to embrace those needs and know that there are not some of us that don't have those needs. I have those needs, you have those needs, and we have to humanize those needs again. And I think change the way that we as a culture, as a community, allow those needs or criticize each other for those needs or judge each other for those needs. And instead become really, really understanding that those needs are basic, primal, human needs. And they live in our blood and our bones and our guts. Okay. So with that, I will leave you here for this week. And as always, if you have any questions or if you have anything that you would like uh, me to consider for discussion on the podcast, please reach out to me. You can email me at Jen at genantil.com or you can DM me on Instagram at Jen Lee Antil. All right, my friends, I will see you all next week and happy new moon. Hey, everybody, thanks for tuning in today. Don't forget to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Once you do, send me a DM at Jen Lee Antil, or send me an email at Jen at JenAntil.com. Once you let me know you left me a review I'm going to send you 100 free journaling prompts to spark your radical transformation. Damn, that's cool, right? To book a reading with me, you can always go to my website, JenAntil.com, or as always, you can find me on Instagram at Jen All right. Thanks for listening to StarCast. Until next time.